Hey guys, this is Naeem and you've reached the Mosaic Church Podcast. So excited that you're part of our listening community and I'd love for you to be even more connected. So check out our website. There's more content there and there's more opportunities for you to get connected in our ministries and events as well. Also, love for you to share this content. If this is blessed to you, I know that God wants to use you to bless other people with it. So share this podcast, if you will. Lastly, would you consider supporting this ministry? This is made possible by other people's generosity, and I'd love for you to pay it forward. Join us to reclaim the message and the movement of Jesus together. So would you consider giving to this ministry? I know that God is able to do immeasurably more through us when we come together. Thank you so much. God bless you. Enjoy. Good morning. Woo! We're excited, huh? I think our, uh, yeah, we are, we are. Hey, it's, uh, gla- I'm glad you're here, glad you're here. It's been a pretty amazing weekend. I mean, it's full of things, okay? First of all, I want to address a couple of things. And the uh, first thing is, we were supposed to have, if you guys remember, we were supposed to have our grand opening for the, our gymnasium on Friday. Yeah, where were you guys? Where were you guys? Now, I was here, I was like, oh God, come on, stop raining. But um, no, we had some other things come up as well. And so we will have a grand opening. It is a great uh, project. Uh, obviously, you guys have been a part of. It's going to be amazing for our, for our city. I just can't wait to, to, to hear stories about life change, about some really cool things happening through um, that uh, facility. Now, we are in a series and uh, talking about how to learn how to love people well. And uh, I don't know about you, but this has been a very challenging series because it's, it's really talking about certain things that are very important in every loving relationship, and they're the hard things. I mean, we've talked about forgiveness. That's, that's hard. Today, I want to talk about grace. Grace. Are you good at giving grace? Are you the most gracious person in your friend zone? Like, are you, are you the most gracious? Do you ever, okay, how about this? How many of you ever needed grace? Anybody ever needed grace? Like this morning, you need some grace and coffee, but grace as well. Um, so we're going to talk about that. It's funny, though, because my brother-in-law, he, I love this guy. He's one of my best friends. He's also a punk. Yes, I said it. He's a punk. Paul Alverson, you are a punk. He sent me a text message uh, this week, um, and surprisingly. And so he sends me this, and I show you. I took a uh, screenshot of it, and I'll show you. Here's, here's what it says. Okay, this is it. This is it. He's this picture of a car. Someone's washing it, and then he says this. He says, I made sure they, didn't, they did not use steel wool on any part of the paint or wheels. Now, this is an inside joke, because back in the day, okay, back in the day in college, I did that, all right? I did that. We had a car wash. You know, car washes are lucrative. You know, make a lot of money. No, they don't. Don't do one. Okay, I was in college. We did for some kind of event, and I was scrubbing those wheels with that steel wool. Woo! Yes, I did not know what I was doing. I was like, this is going to be awesome. This is going to be, this guy is going to have some clean set of wheels. Clean set of wheels. And so the end end of it, they washed off the, 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 the car, and the guy was like, he was, he, he was like, who did this? Now, when I heard who did this, I was like, your boy. I did this. I did this. I did this. Thank you. Yeah, I know. But then he went, you ruined them. I was literally walking up to say, I did this, and then I did. 
I, I, I kind of did this number. I was like, and then I heard him screaming. He was like, what are you guys doing? You ruined my wheels. And then who did this? And I was like, oh, God. Oh, no, no. So I had to confront him. I had to, I had to be the guy. I had to be the guy. I did have a thought. I was like, I can play the whole immigrant card. If you don't know what that is, if you don't know what that is, no English. That's what it is. That's what it is, okay? I think immigrants have played that card with me. I'm like, bro, you know English. I know. We speak the same language. You know it, okay? Okay, so, um, but man, I was like, sir, I did this. And man, he gave me some grace. He gave me grace. I didn't, pay, I didn't have to pay for him. Uh, I didn't get deported. Hello, you know? Did that didn't happen? And I need grace. Grace. Have you ever had a moment, not like that, but you need grace? Have you ever said something to someone you really love? And you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I said that. You were thinking it, but you like that came out of my mouth. You need grace. Have you ever done something at work? You're like, oh my gosh, I made this biggest mistake. I need grace. Don't fire me, please. Have you like with your with your kids? Have you said some things? You're like, I did not. I didn't. I didn't mean that. I just. Uh, I didn't want to do that. I didn't make, want you to feel this way. Grace. You need grace. How about yourself? Like, have, do you need, need grace right now? Maybe you're, you're like stuck in shame or guilt. Maybe you're watching, and the reason why you're watching and you haven't stepped into a physically a church building, which so many people have not after COVID. I wonder if it's because COVID did something and you left, in a sense, you, you kind of wandered away from faith and you're like, I, I just don't even, I don't know. And it's so hard for you to come back. I mean, I was talking to a person recently, just last two weeks ago, who was like, I don't know if I'm actually, God will let me back. I'm like, man, no, no, you... Uh, you, you can, it's not, it doesn't work like that because God has the most grace um, than anyone. In fact, in fact, there are people that I have loved and I do love and I'll, I'll tell you, I look at them sometimes and I have no grace for them. Have you ever been there? No grace for them. You look at them and you go, how did I marry this buffoon? You're like, like how did I do this? You, have you ever thought that? Okay, okay don't, don't say anything. Anyway, you're like, yes, I have. Uh, no, but you're like, how did I... I, I, I don't know. And you haven't had grace for them. Let me just tell you, God has never had that moment with you. He's never looked at you and thought, I got no grace. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. God's the only person who's never had a moment where he's looked at you and not had grace for you. So if you're ashamed, you're filled with guilt and filled with just unloving thoughts. I mean, those are flooding your mind. Just want you to know that today God wants to speak grace over you. And so we're going to talk about that because it's part of our spirituality and it's part of our loving people well. You have to have grace in loving relationships. And the premise for the series has been about how God has told us that we need to love not how we've been loved. That we need to love, not like love your neighbor as yourself. No, that was an old commandment. The new commandment that Jesus gave us was a new commandment. He said, I give to you, love each other the way, the way I have loved you. Big difference. The way I have loved you. And he says, if you do that, then the world will know you are my disciples. So that's how we change the world. We love like him. And so we have to have give grace like him. And just because, just because you and I grew up in the church, just because we are like, you know what, I, I, I know, I, I, I hear God, I, I feel like very strong in my faith. That doesn't mean that you're growing in, a, in grace. 
It doesn't really mean that. Uh, in fact, like there are people that have followed Jesus. We find them in the New Testament stories where they have followed Jesus for so long, disciples even. And there's a, there are points in, in the disciples where and they have a conversation with Jesus because he visited a village and they were like, you know, uh, they, were, they, were not, they were not kind to them. They wanted, they, there was major rejection. And as they're walking out of the city, one of the disciples was like, hey, Jesus, I got an idea. What do you think if we call down fire from heaven and burn them? <laughs> I mean, could you imagine? You're like, I spent so much time with you. Like, that's all you learned? Like, that, that's how you resolve conflicts? Burn them all? Like, what? What are you doing? No, no, we don't do things like this. This is not how we do it. We, there, there's got to be different ways uh, to do this. You know what's interesting, though, is in spirituality, sometimes the closer, the, the moment you're the most, you feel the closest to Jesus, you, you act, you doubt the most. You actually act the opposite of what you already know. Like, have you ever thought, like, remember Peter uh, walking on water? Everybody remembers that, right? So you remember, right, when Jesus was the way in the distance and, and Jesus uh, uh, calls to Peter and Peter goes like, okay, just tell me to come, I'll come. And he steps out of the boat, right? And he starts walking and he's actually walking on water. You know when he gets, when he starts drowning? Anybody remember that? He looks, yeah, he is halfway and closer to Jesus, close enough for, for Jesus to to just grab him and pick him up. He is so close to Jesus and he doubts God the most. Have you ever thought that? But from a distance, he believed God. See, I think sometimes when we follow along our journey in spirituality, and especially in, in terms with Jesus, we, we find ourselves in a place where like, I have, I'm the most unloving right now, even though I feel like I'm most loved by God. That's why so many followers of Jesus do ridiculous things, cruel things. For some reason, it's not, it's not a guarantee. In fact, in the Old Testament, there's a story about a guy named Jonah. Jonah, if you don't know, Jonah is the guy with the story of he got swallowed up by a whale. We know that story. If you don't know the story, it's kind of a crazy story. It's actually found in the Quran as well. You're like, why the Quran? Because I'm from the Middle East, and I grew up uh, Muslim, and, and so I know some of the stories there as well, and, and Yunus is his name in the Quran, and the, the story there is basically the same, but the point they make in the Quran is that God is a God of mercy if, he, if you are repentant. Like, if you are repentant, he'll have mercy on you, and that's it, because there's a difference between mercy and grace, especially in Islam. So they, they, they just talk about that. Now, in the Old Testament, the scriptures that we have, Jonah is a story of, of, of grace. It's a story where uh, J Jonah gets told, hey, listen, here's the deal. Uh, you're my prophet. You're my man. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go, and I want you to talk to a certain group of people, okay, uh, to the city of anybody, extra points, city of Nineveh, right, exactly. Okay, the pastor said it. Okay, that's good. Okay, we got good pastors. They've read the Bible, so check. Okay, um, but yeah, Nineveh. But he... Uh, jumps on a boat and goes the opposite direction, okay? And then that's when it all goes bad, right? So there's a storm, and the, the, the sailors on the boat, they're like, what's happening? This is unusual. He's like, it's because of me. And they're like, okay, so what do we do? He's like, you know what? Might as well just throw me off. Uh, just, just, yeah, just, just throw me off the boat. 
And they're like, okay, great idea. And so they actually do. Okay, he walks the plank, he is out. And that's when uh, the fish shows up, swallows him up, and, that's the, and takes him all the way to where he's supposed to be. Okay, to Tarshish, right? And so, I'm sorry, no, he's going to Tarshish. He goes all the way to Nineveh. So that's the first Uber uh, driver right there, guys, friends. Uh, whale Uber driver drives him all the way there, spits him out. And uh, what happens after that? You remember? He goes and he tells them what God tells him, but he doesn't do it in a good way. And he tells them to repent, but he's really angry about the whole thing, the whole message. And he's basically a pastor who doesn't want to go and talk to a certain group of people. He goes there, gives the worst message. And what happens? They all repent. Like the city has a breakthrough. It's the, the people in power, I mean, they, 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 they humble themselves. The city turns around. It's like a miraculous revival in a sense. It's like everybody's like, okay, yes, the God of Israel. Okay, we, this is it. It turns. And then Jonah is not like, oh my gosh, they listened to my talk and the sermon was great and they all responded. I mean, if I go to a place and everybody responds and comes to Jesus, I'm like, yes, he is the opposite. He's like, I hate this. That's what it is, okay? I, I hate this. I hate this, okay? I hate this. Here's what he actually tells God. Let me read this to you, okay? Jonah, chapter 4, verse 2. He says, this, he's talking to God. He says, this is, this is exactly what I thought you'd do. He's, because he's like, Lord, when I was there in my own country and you first told me to come here, like the, I, I knew you'd do this, basically. He says, that's why I ran away to Tarshish. For I knew you were a, what? Gracious God. So basically he's saying, can I just vent here? Let me just tell you. Here's, this is a list of things I do not like about you. N number one, first of all, first of all, you told me that they're all going to die. You told me I was going to get fire. There was going to be fireworks. They're all going to die. They changed their mind. And obviously you changed your mind too. Aren't you like the same God forever, today, tomorrow? Why did you change your mind? And he said, I, I, I know why you changed your mind. I know. I know. Because I know, I know you. And he says this. I know. I know. He says, you are a gracious, gracious God. You're merciful. Number one problem. Okay. Number two, you're slow to anger. There is a joy and a satisfaction to get angry quickly. You know this in traffic. Yes, you know this. He's like, you're slow to anger. What is your problem? Here's what you're full of. You're full of what? Kindness. Another problem, friends. Like, problem. You're full of kindness. And I knew how easily you would cancel your plans for destroying these people. Here's what your problem is. You like people too much. Okay? We are trying to send people to hell. You are trying to save them. What's the problem? Let's kill them all. If you don't like someone, destroy them. And then he says, you know what? I'll tell you what. You're not going to destroy them? Here's what you, here's what you should do. He says, please do this. Just, just do this, please. Please, please what? Bro, boy needs therapy or something like, uh, or, or, or something. Please kill me, Lord. I'd rather, this, like, I'd rather be dead than alive when nothing, when nothing I told happens. Like, I'd rather be dead than be wrong. You know people like that, right? Yes. You're like, what? <laughs> what is happening? What's happening here? What is happening? And so God 
confronts him. He was like, okay, so hey, he says, hey, uh, so Jonah, say, is it, is, it, is it right for you to be angry about this? Like, can we, have, can we talk about this? And then Jonah, he didn't say anything about this. Like, imagine God's asking you a question and you go, whatever. <laughs> and he goes and he sits down on the east side right, of the city and made a shelter to sit under, a, uh, un- under it as he waited, waited to do what? To see what happened in the city. He was like, you know what? You could change your mind again. I'm going to get up here. I'm going to stand. I'm going to see this. I'm, I'm hoping for fireworks. But you know what? We'll see. He makes, I kid you not, I'm, making, I'm not making this up. He makes a shelter of a tree and all that and all that. And he just sits there. He sits there, but it's hot. He sits there. And if you know the story, basically the sun uh, burns up the street. Now he is ticked. And he, listen, you know when you're mad, but you're also hot. That is a whole different level. Whole different level, right? All demons come out then. You're like, oh, God. It's everything. You're like, you know, everything is itchy and annoying and wet. And you're like, ah, and I hate everybody. But he didn't hate the poor tree. He hated everybody else. So God's like, can we talk now? Can we, are, you, are, you, are, you, are, you, are you good? Because now he's super mad. So God, again, talks to him after he has ignored him already. He talks to him again. Then the Lord said, um, so you feel sorry about this plant? Okay. Now, though you had nothing to, nothing to do with putting it there, right? Yeah. It came quickly and what? It died quickly. Okay. But Nineveh has uh, more than, hold on, 120,000 people living, people, in spiritual darkness. Oh, yeah, by the way, not to mention the cute little animals. There there are 120,000 people. Shouldn't I, like, shouldn't, shouldn't we feel sorry for such a great city? Like you're mad about this plant being destroyed and you are waiting for the destruction of 120,000 people? And you and I have a one-on-one relationship where you hear me and I talk to you. And if someone would say, what does your spiritual life look like? Jonah would say, well, I'm actually a prophet from God. I hear from him. And you, Jonah, who is in a relationship with me, is the most you're the most unloving and most ungracious person. You would rather have 120 people die. Do you know how the chapter ends? Like that. Do you know how the book ends? Like that. The end. There's no bedtime like, and all of a sudden Jonah was like, yeah, I changed my mind. No. Some people say he died mad. I see... I think if we're not careful, if we don't understand grace and how much we've been given, then we who've been given the most amount of grace could be the most ungracious people in the world. We could be, the church needs to be the most gracious people in the world. And you know and I know there we're not. We're trying to reclaim this message and movement of Jesus. That's why we do Mosaic, to change the game here. But man, are we not known for that. What is wrong? 
Why is this happening to us? Because I think what we don't realize is that grace is something that we don't just get, we just don't give, we grow. We grow this in us. Uh, Second Peter says this, you must, you must grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He said, you, you not, we have to do this. This is, the, this is contrary to who we are. We are nothing like God, but yet God is very gracious to us. And if you're going to be gracious, to, if, if you're going to be gracious to other people, then you and I have got to go counter, like it's a counterintuitive move to do something that we are not, we don't really feel. But we have to be the most gracious because we're nothing like God. So what does that look like what does it, what, for us? So I got a couple of points here, okay? Let me give you the first one. First of all, uh, when it comes to grace, growing grace means that you give people in your life grace to get there. Grace to what? Get there. Get there. Grace to get there. Like uh, there are some people who don't believe like you believe right now. Do you can do they have grace for do you have grace for them to, for them to get there? They, they don't they don't have the same level of faith. They don't have the same level of commitment. Do they have grace though? Are they do they get grace from you to eventually get there? Or you're like no 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 I'm 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 kind of I'm kind of done. Uh, no, 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 they don't, uh, they don't, uh, they, uh, they've not, they don't, they haven't processed th this issue the way you have. They don't know as much as you do, but do they have grace to get there in your life? Or do you have people, family members, you're like, you know what, I, I don't want to give them any grace to get there. There's some people in your life that, you know what, honestly, I mean, they believe things that are just ridiculous, but do they have grace to get there? See, friends, I, I think, I think, when we look at scripture, we find in Ephesians, for example, God telling us something that's so sobering. He says this. He says, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. He says he did this for us, even, even when we were dead in our transgressions. And then it says, it is by what? Grace you have been saved. Grace saves us. God chose to give us grace while we were not there yet. While we were still in the middle of our shame and guilt and sin, God's like, I'm going to give you the grace to what? Get there. I'm going to make you alive in Christ. And grace does that. Grace opens up, gives us permission, makes room for us to actually stand up in our shame and walk towards God. But when we don't do that and give that to other people, then we confine them to our standards and we go, I don't have grace for you to get there. You should already be here. And if we, as the church, always say, no, you should already be here. You should already feel this way about everybody, everything else. Then we don't get, we don't give them any grace. Do we, do we have, do we have a, do we have a timeline for people? Hey, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta believe this and act th this kind of way uh, by this time. And if you don't, parents, you're like, you know what? You need to start acting like this at uh, at this age. And if you don't, I got no grace for you. Could it be possible that for some of us, as grandparents, even you, you're not giving people, you, you're not giving them the 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 people who are closest to you the grace to to get there. We have to grow in that. 
grow in that. Um, we also have to give people grace to try again. It's a different kind of grace. To try again. I think I, think, I, think I have grace for people to try. Try. But then at some point, I'm like, no, we're done. Have you, can you relate? I mean, like, right? I mean, like, I'm not the only person, right? This is just, it's like, I got grace for you. But at some point, I'm like, okay, you know what? You're never going to get it. Or you're never going to do it right. Or like, uh, uh, you know, I like to do a certain way and, and I wouldn't, and, and I don't want to, you should really do it this way. Like, we all have things in our lives we're like, we're really particular about. We're like, no, you should do it this way because my way is right. It's godly. This is it. God would do this. I saw Jesus doing it once. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. But I wanted to, no, no, just do it my way. And it'll all be good. You know this. You're like, listen, I'm just telling tell you. Okay, but they're like, but do, do they have permission? Do they have grace? to try something and fail. Yeah, they're sloppy. They're going to get stuff all over them. Yeah, I know, but do they have grace? Or do you, is there a certain amount of time and then it just turns into all kinds of just craziness for you? And maybe trust is a factor there. I know for me, like sometimes I know it's goofy, but I, I find myself going, okay, I, I wonder how many tries do people have? Like, what is, what is that? Like in traffic, okay? In traffic, I do this, and it's an easy example. But in traffic, sometimes, you know, like I'm in traffic. Well, in Charlotte, I'm in traffic all the time. Um, but, I mean, have you ever, like, had a moment where you're like, God, I don't want to make this spiritual, but should I let this person in? Or should I not? Have you ever had that moment? You're like, oh, I really need to get there. I need to get somewhere. And you're like, oh, I need to do this. Someone let me in, but I don't want to let them in. Because, you know, whatever. The next person. It's in every other thing i don't know you have you ever made up stories like what's okay and then you're like all right you know what i'm gonna do it this happens to me i go come on in and then i feel really good i'm so awesome come on i don't tell them that i just come on and then they don't do anything and i'm like oh you didn't see me and i go and then do the flash flash you know the flash flash you don't want to do honk honk that means something else you know what i'm talking about Flash, flash means, hey, yo, hello. I see you. Go. Yeah, I'm amazing. Go. And they just look at you like they've never driven a car before. And then all of a sudden, my awesome, gracious attitude, godly, turns into, you are a moron. Like, like I start calling them names. I'm like, what is wrong with you? And then, then they start to move. I'm like, no, I'm done. You had your chance, boo-boo. You're not getting in here. Yeah, you're right. You're not. You're not. The second, the sucker in the back could figure you out. I'm going. I got to meet with people and pray for them. You're done. They're good. You're good. Look at this. Ephesians 2 says this. For it is, been, it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God. Not by works, so that no one can boast. And then he says, for we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. 
He says, this is the relationship with God where he doesn't hold you to all the works you do, but he has given you a work to do. You are his masterpiece. You are you, you're going to be used by God to actually do something in people's lives. So he's like, listen, it's, it's so dynamic because when it comes to grace and actually people doing things, there is a dynamic where you go, you know what? I'm not going to give you grace based on what you do and don't do, but also I need you to know that I'm calling you to do some things because you've been saved by grace. See, grace is not permission for us uh, to, to do less to get away with stuff. That's not what grace is. Grace is not permission for us to do less. Grace is an invitation to become more, to be more. And so he's like, you're, 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 my, you're my workman. You're, you're, my, you're a masterpiece. And I'm giving you grace so you can actually do great things. Great things. All right, the third one. Third is grace. Now, this is a good one. This is the one that I wrote down and I thought, man, this is tough. Do you have grace can you, do you give grace to people to go astray? Wow, what do you mean? Well, do you, do you, that means they're not taking the same road you're taking. They're going a different direction you're going. You still want to be in relationship with them. They seem to that they're wandering off the path. Do you have grace for them? Do I have grace for them? J.R. Token, one of his quotes, pretty popular one, pretty, uh, one that I kind of really love, is uh, it says that not all who wander are lost. And when I first read that or heard that, I thought, man, I think the people who wander off are just lost. And I just wonder if I'm, uh, if I got it right. See, I, th I think of people in my life who seem to have kind of, taking a different path, especially after the pandemic. I know there's so many people in my life, I don't know about you, but we kind of walked away a different direction. And I'm like, I don't know if they're, I'm going to ever see them again. Like, I think they've, they've just kind of walked away from the faith, walked away from church. But do they have grace with me to actually do that? For them to actually go and wander off for I don't even know how many years and come right back. Does God do that for us? Is there a moment where he goes, you know what? Uh, you just took too long. You just took too long. Are we freaking out, having so much anxiety because we see loved ones and maybe even our kids stray and wander do we have faith enough and the grace enough to go yeah but not all who wander are lost god still got them and they and i have so much grace in my house i have so much grace in our relationship that you can stray and come back and it will be like nothing happened do you have grace for that that's the story of the prodigal son right the story is that god says yeah i'll give you the grace to stray because I know that because I made you, you'll always be bound to me. You'll always find fulfillment in me, regardless of what you might think for 20, 30 years and go out and fill your stuff with knowledge and all that. You'll always come back because you, uh, because I made you. 
And there's no way you're going to find fulfillment and satisfaction because we have had a moment. And you and I, we know this. You've had a moment with God. And it doesn't matter now that you stop believing one thing or another thing. God gives you the grace to stray, to come right back. Philippians 1 says this. For I am sure, for I am sure that God who began, who began a good work with you, will keep you right on helping you to grow what? In his grace until the task within you is finally finished on the day when Jesus Christ returns. God is committed to working in us. His grace will do that. So do we have grace for people in our lives to stray? Do we have grace for people, for them to try again or for them to get there. We are all, as some people have said, a trophy of God's grace. And today, friends, we're going to baptize someone. And I'm so excited because we are going to hear a story um, about um, a lady who I've got to know, new friends. Um, and she grew up in the same faith I grew up in, which is Islam. And so I said, would you be brave enough to come and share your story? So as she comes up, would you give her a hand? Rima, would you come on up? Yes, make some noise, make some noise, make some noise. Rima, we are so, 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 we'll do this. This is awesome. We, this is the second time we're doing this. Um, and man, it's been, uh, it's not something that you do all the time. No, it's not. It's not something you do ever. No. <laughs> right. But, it's um, my second time though. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> so let's talk about it. Let's okay. talk about a little bit about it. So uh, when, um, so how do we meet, right? Um, so it was a crazy journey. Um, the church that we were going to, um, kind of led us to go to another church that he speaks at. And, and this is in Michigan. Correct. I'm from Michigan, uh, born and raised Muslim. Um, that is who I am. Right. And you're Shia Muslim. Correct. And I was Sunni. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, we had just started going to this new church and I saw that he was speaking and I'm like, Naeem, that's. That's an Arab name. I'm like, that's my peeps. I know, I know him. I'm like, I want to talk to him. And I read pastor. And I was like, what? How does that happen? And uh, I reached out to the church and I asked if I could uh, speak to you and pick your brain. And um, I finally got to do that. And um, yeah, you, you gave me hope. You, I've never seen anyone come out of this faith into Christianity. Um, it's unheard of, pretty much. Um, where I come from. And um, you gave me courage. You gave me hope. And I hope that I can do that for somebody else. Yeah. Um, so you're from Michigan. And uh, we, we uh, got to know you a little bit. Got to know your husband as well, Steve. Yes. And, uh, and so uh, we, I think the third, fourth time I was there or yes. something, we went to lunch. August 27th. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> OK. OK. And. Uh, and at the restaurant, we just, we, you, you stepped across the line of faith, I did. right? Because you were day. always dabbling in yes. it a little bit. Yes. But I was like, hey, have you? I was scared. You, and then seeing you made it possible. You, it, it wasn't so scary anymore. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I took that leap and I, I did it. And so you told me baptism was next. And yeah, I, said, I said, yeah, get yourself baptized. It's yeah, awesome. And I'm like, you do it. <laughs> right. Right. I'm like, I want you to do it. And I was so, like, I got to catch a plane. So <laughs> literally in like an hour. Right. Um, yeah. And so 
gracious people and giving people in our lives uh, gifted us this trip, um, Dr. Kathleen Gilmore and Dr. Ben Gilmore. Um, if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be here today. Wow, so right they now. flew you guys and your they family? They flew us and my family, yes. yes. Just to get baptized here in Mosaic. Just to get baptized by you. Oh my gosh. They're amazing. That's, amazing. That's and so last night we were talking a little bit and I was talking to Steve and I remember at that lunch, yes. that famous lunch or whatever, I talked about your faith as well and how you grew up and, and then it came up that you've never been baptized. Correct. Right, he's never been baptized. Never been baptized, yeah. So last night we're like, hey, I'm just saying, you're here. Uh, and, uh, two for one. And you were, you were so, yeah, right, two for one. And uh, we Arabs, we like deals. So, yeah, I yeah, love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Sign me up. <laughs> um, but I, uh, but you were awesome. You were like, you know what? I would, I would love that. But I honestly wanted uh, uh, Dr. Ben to baptize me. And I was like, well, he's here. And I was like, yeah, let's do that. So yeah, so we're gonna do that, right? We're gonna, we're gonna, do, gonna, it. We're gonna do it. But really quick though, before we get into that, um, you know, grace and mercy is different in, in Islam, right? Correct. Um, because you know. We talk about this Allah being this uh, Allah and the God of Jesus, you know. Right. And sometimes people go, well, it's the same God, you know. Mm -hmm. And what's so hard for people to understand that, that, you know, it's, it's one person, but people have two different opinions. Exactly. And two different opinions don't make two different people. Nope. It makes one person with two different uh, opinions. And, um, and Muhammad had a view about who God was, Absolutely. and Jesus comes and says, hey, if you know me, you know the Father. So this is who, G who, who God is. Yeah. And so what we realize is that the, 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 uh, the God, the Allah, the God that, uh, because Allah is the word for God in, in Arabic, um, he's just a merciful God and hopefully he has pity on you. Right. But with Jesus, he has compassion. Exactly. And compassion and pity are different because and compassion, grace. yeah, and grace. Yes. And grace and mercy are different because, Absolutely. like, right, like you and I were talking about how, how grace is like, I don't, I, I can't do this. Like, yeah. I, you know, I, like, I can't earn it. But exactly. in Islam, you have to, yeah, you have to earn everything. Yep. You have to go through all the things. All things. All Did the you things. ever, like, you, the, like, my mom still does the, what, al wudu? Yes. So it's so funny is because I called her and she picked up and she was like, uh, she was like, hey, I just did the wudu. I'm about to go into prayer. Mm -hmm. I can't talk right now. I said, well, why did you pick up? She's like, well, you, because you, you called, right? And I was like, well, we can, can we just talk right now? And she was like, well, no, the cleansing doesn't count. I got to do the wudu all over again. And I was like, yeah, that, that is a very ritual. Yeah. 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 Um, so you started dabbling. Yes. Um, and in Christianity and you had this moment where you had a community fast like 21 days uh yes so my mother-in-law is a Christian um she's watching oh, okay. <laughs> um and my husband is um Christian as well um and so she's part of a prayer chain um and with the pregnancy with my son I had a lot of medical complications um and he was given less than a 30% chance of survival unless I did this like surgery and all these things and um it was a very very scary moment um and she notified her prayer chain and um a whole congregation in Florida fasted for 21 days for my son. 
and he's here today. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. you'll see him awesome. soon. He's going to watch mommy. So did that mess you up? Are you like, why are these Christian people playing? Like, did they, hey, you, did you go, I? hey, do they who know I'm I? Muslim? Right. Like, who, who am I? You don't know me. Yeah. You, you don't know anything. Yeah. yeah. It was powerful. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the difference when, um, when the church, you know, yeah. when they begin to be so gracious and so loving to yeah. humans. When you can regardless. see Jesus in people, that's what, that's what it was. Yeah. 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 I think that's your story, right? Because you yeah. saw Jesus in people, Absolutely. not in a theology or a book. Yep. And it First just hand. changed you. Yeah. Man. So baptism, right? I didn't get baptized till for a year after uh, following yeah. Jesus. It's scary. It's very, very permanent. And okay. it's a very big step in our culture growing up Muslim. Um, this is a very big deal it's it's very it's concrete yeah. for us isn't it like a nationality absolutely this is my identity and in a sense it's it's trying to find that new norm that my new identity in christ and so it's it's big <laughs> it's pretty big yeah yeah, yeah. and it's scary right very very yeah. scary how's fam Ah, uh, so-so. Um, I have some supportive family members, some that weren't very supportive, but got to have grace. It's not my timeline. It's God's, and um, I'm here. I'm here to do it. Well, Rima, you are very courageous. You know, Thank people, you. Um, even during, during the first service um, or after the first service, someone came up to me, and we're talking about the people who come to faith, Muslims who come to faith, mm -hmm. um, that... Honestly, they don't really share that they've been exactly. their followers of Jesus because it's, it means death for them absolutely. or persecution for them. Yeah. And there's so many um, Muslims who are actually Christians mm -hmm. who are at Friday prayers and yeah. they're actually followers of Jesus. But they're like, because it's, I mean, it's punishable by death, you know, the absolutely. Sharia law. Yes. So if you guys don't know, I mean, I got um, um, religious asylum from the government because uh, Pakistan and Kuwait uh, follow that. And so I would be either killed or persecuted in prison for life uh, for changing. And so that's why the U.S. government gave me um, um, uh, refugee status to be here. So baptism was tough because, yeah, yeah. it's never, it's not going back. Like no. once you're baptized, you're, you did it. It's it. You did it. Yeah. You can't no take turning that back. back. No. Yeah. You might get dry, but that's <laughs> that's about it. That's it. But it it, it is. is what it is. Yeah. It is. It yeah. is. And so I do pray, and we pray that I know in my family there's been it took years and even decades for my dad to come to terms with with me, mm -hmm. um, and I don't even you know it, it took a lot. Yeah, sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, that was the most important questions you were talking about, right? Yeah. You were like, forget all this stuff. Mom and dad, <laughs> what's going to happen? Yeah. And, um, that was hard. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't realize we, we break their hearts. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Unintentionally. Unintentionally. <laughs> yeah. But um, all right. So we're going to do it. We're going to do gonna this. Do it. Um, well, friends, I, I wanted um, her to share this because, one, not a lot of people hear this. And it's so important for the church to know this and secondly um it's kind of it just kind of worked out I don't, I don't i don't know how the timing in light of current events 
And as I was talking about grace and talking about Jonah, we see a guy who is kind of on the right side of things, looking at a people group, 120,000 of them, and says, just kill them all. And I think there's something, there's a lesson there. Um, you know, this is so important because the church needs to see that there, there are Arab Muslims and they're people. The people that God loves dearly. That loves dearly. And um, there are people who would just easily just say, well, I'm on, the, on this side and I believe this and death to every other, whatever other group. And it's not like that with Jesus. And so that's why, you know, it's, it's so important for people to see this because I know after 9-11, you know after 9-11. Absolutely. It was the worst. It was very scary times. Yeah, just walking the streets. Yeah. Because you, you get up looking like this. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. get like all of a sudden you're like, how do I look more white? You know, like, like, like what, what do I do? Right. Where's the manual? <laughs> right. And, um, and so I just don't want that to happen again. I know that Arabs are feeling this. Yeah. Muslims are feeling this. And so um, there's grace. And grace needs to exist the most in, in, in this community. 100%. Yeah. So thank you for doing this. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this message from Mosaic Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more audio and video content, visit us at mosaicchurch.tv.